Oh, look at that. I knew something about a punk band. Just some old fat drunk dudes jumping up and down. <laughs> this tree just planted itself right on top of the cement. I did watch a YouTube video today. My dad mashed potatoed of Enema Chris Carava. Aaron doesn't know who Chris Carava <laughs> is. It's so good. That's great. Uh, hey everybody, welcome back to the Punk Tree. Uh, we are excited to hang out for a little bit, and uh, especially uh, on this episode, we are we are excited because we have our first of, I think we hope uh, many guests who are going to be coming on in the coming weeks and months. Um, and so we uh, we have a conversation uh, with John Painter on this episode, who's uh, a friend of Jesse's. Um, he was uh, a student actually alongside me uh, when we were in college. I didn't even know him, but he was. Um, and it's maybe a, a bit of an aside. John is a musician, and we're going to talk about music and some other things with him. Um, but his expertise is kind of an interesting, um, an interesting collaboration, I think, in, in the conversation yeah. we're trying to have. He's a certified arborist. Right. Which is a good thing, I, I, I believe. Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah. How um, could it be a bad thing? Well, it just kind of sounds bad. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's an interesting word. I'm a certified arborist. Arbor- like because if you add ist to the end of anything, it it insinuates that you hate it. Right. Well, if you put emphasis, if you put emphasis differently on the word therapist, it's going to sound way worse. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and so we we uh, Jesse and I had a really cool conversation with with John, um, and he shared some some cool stuff, uh, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, but before that, you know, every every time we get together, we try and start with just kind of chatting about music. Uh, which is what this thing's really about. And so, uh, you know, it has been, it's been about a week since we chatted. And uh, I'm wondering, uh, what's, what have you guys been listening to? What's been, what's been in your ears in the last few days? Um, I, I, I'm going to jump in and go first. Um, I was just popping around on um, YouTube recently, and I found that um, MXPX just put out a new single. Um, and it was called Worries, and it was a pretty fun song. It was like really sounded just like classic MXPX, just what you'd expect. And I really enjoyed uh, that song. Listened to that quite a few times. But what's been on my playlist all week is a brand new record from Emery. Emery's one of my favorite bands. Have been for I don't know 15 years or so. They've been going strong through all this quarantine and everything. And um, their record's actually coming out in early June. But if you pre-order it, you just get an immediate download. The way they release their music is actually pretty unique. Um, they release it all independently now from their own site. So there's no middleman or anything. But So I, I made my pre-order for their record and um, I was able to download it immediately. I've been listening to it. It's called White Line Fever. Uh, the whole record's great. I'm a big fan. Um, but also what I've been listening to from them is a little EP they put out, I don't know, maybe five or six months ago called Palmetto. Just a really different style of music it's a little it's a little bluesier definitely not not very rocking at all but i've really been enjoying that as well so mxpx and emery have been on my list someone he loves more than anything can he make up for lost time can he go back and make wrongs right Sometimes life makes sense to 
Cool. How about you, Aaron? All right, I'll jump in and go second. Um, and I'm gonna surprise you guys because earlier you were calling me a liar when I said I wouldn't listen to a band, but I actually- that was me. I called you a liar. Yeah, I know, I Jesse, because you're a jerk. Um, <laughs> I said, but, I said, Aaron, you're a liar. You will not listen to more Midtown. Oh, you know what I did yesterday? Listen to more Midtown. I listened to more. Well, I listened to the same Midtown, but I listened to it again. Um, but with, uh, like I said on uh, that previous podcast, when we did our showdown, uh, I was trying to be a little more open. And so I did. I popped it in and, uh, you know, thought about some of the things that we thought about. You talked about how a lot of times in pop punk, they do discuss some very um, meaningful things and deep things. And, you know, a lot of times in my life, I had just written it off because of the sound, but I did listen to and did find that they do cover some, um, some pretty deep stuff in that album. Um, and, you know, I'm trying to appreciate music. Um, well, like music outside of my normal interest a little more. So I did. I also, um, oh, so I'll, I'll say my uh, like, for that album, Living Well is the Best Revenge, uh, probably went up maybe two notches. So I'm at like a, I don't know, three and a half two. out of 10 right now. <laughs> went about two notches to a two. And if I continue listening, that's gonna wax and wane. So it'll probably go up to like 4.25 next time. And then next time probably drop down to a two. Was there any individual track that stuck out as one that you enjoy more than others? Was it still Faulty Foundation or did something else grab your, grab your uh, ear? You know, actually, my like for Faulty Foundation probably bumped up probably uh, three notches. So I'm at like, a, I don't know, a five with that song. Uh, but I got to look up the, I don't ever remember songs. So I got to look that up real quick. Um, what's the first song on that CD? Become What You Hate. Yeah, that one yeah. Um, stuck out a little bit more to me. And I can't, I mean, I was doing dishes and stuff uh, while I was doing this. That's right. I'm a man and I do dishes. Uh, oh, yeah. It's 2020 yeah. people get over it. Uh, so I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember listening to the lyrics and like kind of being able to almost identify with some of the stuff they're talking about. Uh, and yesterday while I was doing grades i was like eh, you know what? i'll just find a new band that i haven't listened to so i went on to uh rise records um website and just picked i think i picked knuckle puck and just went out to youtube punched that in and let it play and then um you know in the mix belmont came on which in the past i hadn't really liked some of the stuff but it came onto their cd um between you and me and uh, I let it play and it actually has some stuff on there that I like quite a bit. You know, like I said, I'm trying to listen to music a little more deeply and not just on a surface level. So um, really saw a lot of stuff in there that, uh, that I did like um, a lot more of the elements of punk with like the fast drum beats and um, some even like metal type stuff um and i've realized that a lot of times with these bands it's the uh voice of the singer that kind of gets me that because a lot of them typically have kind of a high pitch like it sounds like they're whining to me 
when they sing and it's hard for me to get past that. So I'm trying to do that. I, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, so I think as I've been like having headphones in or, or whatever, I've, I've been listening to Pennywise full circle a lot. Nice. Um, you know, there's something I'm kind of like digging back into those epitaph things a lot, the bands a lot. And so trying to work my way back through some of the, some of the stuff I really liked when I was in high school. Um, so that, but you know, I think I should, it's worth like naming something that I have really appreciated um, is, is again, some of this home concert stuff, which I mentioned on the, on the last episode, but uh, last night, um, and this won't come out for like a week or so, but uh, a couple of weeks, um, last night, uh, John Foreman had Dustin Kensrew on, uh, played a Peter Gabriel song. So epic. It was awesome. And I think in general, John Foreman has been like trying to have really interesting people on for collaboration videos or, or just conversations. I've appreciated that quite a bit. Um, I've watched them every few days. Um, and that kind of pushed me back into some of his music. Um, he had a series of, of EPs about 10 years ago that were, I think, monumental in terms seasons. of like, yeah, the seasons EPs. Uh, I think that they are like, they should be in the canon of of singer songwriter um or just songwriting in general they're they're to say they're not they are in mind they are in mind um and so i've been listening to like yeah the combination of uh when i've been sitting at the computer i've had like john foreman stuff going on when i've been out and around with my phone in my pocket um i've been listening to pennywise (laughs) two totally different things going (laughs) on but uh i think you probably see uh my the, con- the con- conception of Mike is somewhere in the, in the middle of those things. I yeah. Think. Um, so yeah, so that's what's been going on for me. cool i i appreciate the like the well-roundedness of all of this you know i wondered as we had these conversations if we were going to end up listening to a bunch of the same stuff a lot of the time um i think it's actually pushing us to listen to different things we're actually like yeah maybe intentionally diverging before we reconverge um for these conversations oh absolutely yeah you're mentioning that like you think it's cool that just the diversity of what you end up listening to you went between like john foreman and and pennywise and i actually always thought my my music taste isn't that eclectic but i always thought it was at least a little bit so because if i'm scrolling through my um itunes artists two that are kind of back to back that you're like oh you listen to both of those is um uh, i've got norma jean obviously in there but if if i'm just sorting alphabetically coming right before that is uh nora jones 
good. So, I thought it was going to be back. Nickelback. I thought it was going to be Nickelback. <laughs> I was just doing the so back-to-back Nora Jones, Norma Jean. Sometimes, uh, sometimes the mood can just really swing. <laughs> I love me some Nora Jones. You know that. Yeah, I know. Are they back-to-back in your library? Then I don't know. I don't know. Do you have anything know. between them? They they might be. I am going to take the moment right now to scroll. Let's see. Nope, they're right next to each other. Yes. Yeah, Followed it. by the notorious B.I.G. So oh, nice. there we Ooh. go. There we go. I wonder what well, I got after. Norma that's awesome, G. guys. Um, so we are going to get here to our our uh, interview. Uh, not interview. More of a conversation with with John Painter. Um, he's got some stuff he's going to talk about that I think is awesome. Um, uh, Jesse and I had a, a nice. I, I would call it a tidy conversation with him. Like it just it just flowed. Um, he is very much our people, thoughtful, interested in, in interesting things. And uh, the conversation is going to go all over the place a bit um, in that little box from teaching us about our namesake, uh, the, the punk tree, which is a real thing. Um, and we even will get into some probably very unknown and new punk rock music. All right, from, uh, from his time in Poland. So we've yeah. got an interesting conversation with a really interesting guy. Excited to share it with all you guys. Hey guys, we got something... Uh pretty sweet um for you guys here we've got a buddy of ours uh named john who's uh, an arborist and we wanted to bring him on the show to talk about our namesake um the punk tree because as we have come to find out uh the punk tree is the actual nickname of a tree so uh we asked john to come on and just kind of explain a little bit more about that and and how that tree got its name and some things like that so uh welcome to the podcast john thanks for being here thank you for having me uh so um Let's jump in. What, uh, what, what does it mean to be an arborist? Um, well, there's different like, levels. I know, of being... I'm not an, I know I'm not an arborist, and yeah. you are. Like, what does it mean? I am an arborist. Um, I would say there's, there's two meanings of arborist. There's, there's Joe Schmo with the chainsaw and a pickup truck who comes over and does your tree for you, and maybe he, maybe he does a good job, uh, or maybe puts the tree on your house you know so that's one level of arborist and then there's another level of try to be professionals um i'm a, a certified arborist with the international society of arboriculture so we're a group that tries to be extra fancy with big names and, and long titles um and so it's it's a certification i have to keep up uh continue education credits i need to go to seminars and do things like that to to keep up with industry and with best management practices and things like that so that's what it means for me to be an arborist so legit all right great thanks um what's uh what then can you tell us about about the punk tree um yeah tell us more about it okay well punk tree is one of the common names for um an australian native called the melaleuca quinquinervia that's the that's the latin or scientific name for a tree and that's how we make sure we're all on the same page when we're talking about a tree, because in the Florida area, they call it a punk tree. Here in Southern California, we tend to call it a paper bark tree. Oh, um, 
I never knew that that was the same Bam. thing. It's the same tree. Oh my god! And that's okay. why that's yeah. why common names are not necessarily the best way to label a tree yes. because they're different in each location. See, so, my t- my ten year old daughter was like, I showed her a picture, and she was like, "Oh, that's a paper tree. That's a pa-. and I I berated her basically. Yeah, because I, I said, "No, you're absolutely wrong, child. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> they must well, be wildly different." <laughs> yeah. So just to clarify, you're saying that this this paper tree that we have locally here in Southern mm-hmm. California, it, it is the same exact species as the same one that's invasive species. in Florida. As the one that's invasive in Florida, and it's invasive in Florida because they have different um, climate and different growing habits. So, like the Melaleuca here is it's it's a nice landscape tree, and there's a ton of them on Point Loma campus where I used to work, and they're they look good here and they grow well here, but they don't they don't propagate too fast in this area. They don't take over the world like they do in Florida. And that's why I think, I don't know where the term punk tree comes from. I, I tried to look that up and I couldn't find anything on it, but it sounds like it's a derogatory term because they hate it in Florida um, because it's <laughs> taken over the Everglades and it's supposed to be, Everglades are supposed to be marshy grasslands, but they're becoming punk tree forests, like full on just thick. You can't even get through them uh, because they grow a ton of seeds that the birds love and the animals love and they eat the seeds and propagate this or like spread the seeds which then go all over the everglades and grow and it's the best location for them they love it and so they grow everywhere and they push everything else out so, so that's why so, so for the listeners that, that are trying to like picture what what this tree is we're talking about it's it's yeah that kind of tree that you've definitely seen it around it's mm-hmm. it almost has like that really i don't want to say flaky but it's like you can peel off layers and it's almost it's it's papery. Like spongy. It's like pleasant to like mush into. Yeah. So it has a very thick, <laughs> but soft multi-layered bark. That's, that sheds a lot and it, and it had kind of has lateral cracks all over it. And this, you can see all the layers in it, like tens, 20 layer of, of this, the weird fluffy papery stuff. So is hence the, the local name here of paper bark tree. Um, and they about a small to medium tree. They can be anywhere up to about 70 feet tall. If you let them grow big enough, they tend not to grow that tall here because they're not natives to this area, but they can get up to like 40 or 50 feet. If you let them here, um, they have kind of a whitish like bottle brush looking flower when they do bloom. Um, and their leaves are kind of a greenish, like more of a greenish, no more of a bluish green, not just like bright green. And they're oval shaped their leaves. Yeah, that's that's what yeah. I think of when and I. And they the tend to actually. also kind of have a like a. I'm gesturing as if you can all see me, but I'm on a. They they tend to have kind of a a weeping. Um, like a willow. Grow, not quite as weeping as a willow, but their branches do tend to kind of dangle and grow downwards as well. Yeah. So. So, what I'm imagining, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I um. Maybe maybe I get too into the metaphor of things, but I, I'm 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 drawing a, a parallel here, and maybe it's a chuckle parallel. Go. Yeah. If if here they don't they don't spread too quickly, and they don't grow too big, but in but in Florida, or as sometimes I like to call it Florida. <laughs> uh, I like to call growing it Florida too quickly. Florida. I'm sorry, Jesse. You are correct. Flo in Florida. 
um, they're growing too big and too quickly and, and propagating too much and animals are crapping them out all over the place. Um, if that sounds a little bit like Floridian neoconservatism to me, <laughs> like a bit. And so maybe that's like a little idea we could couch to the side a little. Okay. Um, okay. We got to reopen our beaches. You know, we, yeah. we could say that we didn't go too big <laughs> and we didn't grow too fast. So we can go surfing now. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Jesse, you, you had a thought there. So what is the reason that, that this uh, invasive species, specifically in Florida, gets the nickname punk tree? Well, I'm not entirely sure, but it does sound to me like it's said because the tree is hated, because it's looked at as an invasive. So this is a punk tree because I don't like this tree. And Often, are, there, are there specific laws and stuff about it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it is. It is uh, it's an, known as a noxious weed. And if you plant it in your landscape, the agriculture department can come by and rip it out. That's fully within their rights to do because it's it's considered that bad and invasive in, in Florida. So I, yeah. I think most of the bands that I have been in, at some point, somebody probably thought of us as being noxious weeds. In, in some way, I, I remember being in a band in like eighth or ninth grade, and the cops came the very first time we practiced in a garage, <laughs> and we were disturbing there the peace. They called they called, they said we were disturbing the peace, and then we changed our band name to Disturbing the Peace immediately. And Perfect. all of the signs Perfect. in my in my hometown, which there were two, that said yeah. "dip," you know the dip yeah. signs where there's like, yeah. we put a piece of black tape across the top, so it said DTP because we were really cool. That really is cool that noxious, is cool. Noxious weeds. That's perfect. It would have been a more sophisticated name to call ourselves that. I think so. Yeah. We've got to check in on the uh, on the Florida punk scene and find out like what what they've got against these trees, man. Like Southern California, sure. we've got these we've got these punk trees, but we give them a, a nice name over there. They're just like they got a problem with it. Yeah. Definitely have a problem with it. Well, this is a podcast about music, and so it, it, would, it wouldn't be cool if we don't at least give you a chance to like chat about music with us a little bit. Can you uh, tell us like what kind of music you're into? Sure. I have, I would honestly say, pretty eclectic tastes. Um, if my uh, playlist went on shuffle, you'd hear everything from like, like K-pop hits to... Thrice would come on every now and again for you guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> we can't just do an episode without mentioning it. I have to say thrice. Um, um, jazz would come in there. Like, my, the stuff I'm listening to right now, though, um, I just got an album um, by a band called Time Cop 1983, which is a neo-80s album. It came out in... 2015 but it sounds like it's from the 80s and it's just fantastic stuff there's like rock ballads in there and synth work and it's 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 fantastic it's like he the guy who does the band is like his, his he was born in 1983 so he was like i make this music for nostalgia value yeah i'm i'm, a, I'm an 82 so I, I fully relate to him. He's he's doing it because that's nostalgic music to him, and so he's replicating it. And I'm like, well, I'm fully into that. I, I love it too. 
Um, but uh, the stuff I listen to most, I think the band I listen to most is uh, the DJ Bonobo, like Bonobo Monkey or Bonobo Monkey, how have you said? Uh, his name is Simon Green, but his stage name is Bonobo, and he's got like a ton of albums out, studio albums and mix albums. And it's his, the genre is known as uh, Down Tempo Electronica. And one of his albums, the, my favorite one at the moment called Black Sands, a reviewer was like, this is, I would label this narcoleptic down tempo because it's just so chill. You want to go to sleep to it, which is exactly what I do. Like when I want to take a nap or I'm hitting, I, I get hit by insomnia at night. I put, put one of his albums in and it like, I just pass out It's the best stuff. So I listen to his stuff probably oh, the most out of anyone. Thanks for sharing. I, I definitely will, will be checking out time cop. 1983 yeah, oh, that's, that's the top it, of my list for tomorrow it's perfect oh, stuff is uh is there anything like within your your playlists or, or your library that that you would say like falls in the genre of punk i do have i went to uh i went to poland in 2005 on a mission trip and i got some just kind of the, some of the top 10 stuff i got a jazz album i got a rock album and i also found a a, a punk 22 Polish punk classics album from the eighties. And it's like mind blowing stuff. I don't understand. I don't speak Polish, Polish. So I don't know what the lyrics are, but it's, it's full like eighties punk stuff. I can't, I can't. Do you have, do you have digital copies of this? I do believe I can find a digital copy of it. Yeah. Okay. If at all possible, (laughs) we're, we're going to end this episode with some Polish punk rock. Yeah, because like I have a little bit of a history buff in me. There are yeah. very few people on earth who have the right to pissed off punk rock like the Polish people yeah, have. Yeah, dude, they have no, been you're, dumped you're on so much. You're spot on. No, that's, that's amazing. It, it's it's real stuff for sure. All right. Well, thanks so much for sharing your expertise about both the trees and just some really fun new tunes that we'll get to check out. We appreciate you. Thanks so much, John. No worries, guys. Well, again, I want to give a special thanks to our friend John for coming on the show and sharing his expertise about everything from foliage to sleepy EDM to angsty Polish punk. Um, we'll definitely get your address and send you some uh, punk tree goodies. Um, as Mike mentioned, we'll play out this episode with a Polish punk song. This is a song by a group called Deserter, and the song is called Zetsivistos, uh, which means gray reality. And um, one of the main lines uh, you'll hear repeated in there is Ojepcheshe, uh, which apparently means piss off. So uh, enjoy a little Polish punk as this episode plays out. Yeah.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points. 